Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Stuck back for Arfield. What a volley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kellan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Uh, hello everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of another away day in the championship and another local derby, I say derby, another local game um, against Wigan Athletic at the DW Stadium, is it still called that? Uh, I think it is, I remember when it was called the JJB Stadium, that's what it'll always be known as uh, to me. But Wigan up next, uh, we've got a Wigan fan coming on as usual, that's the whole point of the pre-game show in it, because I don't know anything about Wigan Athletic, so... I've got a Wigan fan on, as usual, um, to chat all about Wigan. We've got some good information coming up about Wigan, to be honest. I've got an interesting debate on how they play, which is something I didn't realise. Apparently, they're quite physical and quite tight, which makes me think we might struggle to break them down. 
Um, and they will press us as well, which is a bit of a worry after what happened against Blackpool. However, I do feel like... Apologies, I'll just put that phone on silent. I do feel like, away from home, we will be better um, because of the way the crowd reacted against Blackpool to the the, the Murich slash Cullen mistake. Um, I won't go into it too much. I've said my piece on the Lanks Live article. If you do want to uh, read it, um, just head onto the Twitter page, twitter.com slash turfcast, um, and you'll see when I shared it on there. I basically talk about Murich and the reaction um, from some of the Burnley fans, which I thought was a bit disgraceful, if we're going to be honest. I said I won't go into it. I've just got into it. Um, I, I feel like we can be better. As far. I understand people are going to criticise players. I'm not for one second just burying my head in the sand as some people have accused me of saying and, and just we can't criticise players. But my point is, when we are on the turf and someone's passed it back to the goalkeeper and people are mourning and shouting, get rid of it before he's even received it, that's going to transcribe onto the pitch. I don't care what anyone says. It's counterproductive. It's not going to help us in any way, shape or form. We need to just chill out a little bit. However, my point is, I do feel like we'll be better away from home because obviously the majority of the fans there won't be Burnley fans. However, we are taking 4,700 Burnley fans, which is good numbers. And this is what I missed about the Championship, man. You don't get that in the Premier League, do you? Uh, you don't get them sort of numbers in, in in the Premier League, probably because we've been there for so long and we all got a bit fed up with it. But 4,700 Burnley fans, it's going to be an absolute cracker. And listen to the podcast as well, because I do ask the Wigan fan, what is the best pub near the ground for the away fans? So if, you, if you're going to go for a beer like me, um, then listen up for that, because uh, it does give us um, some information on that. But before I do get into it, there's been a few chat and a few messages, a um, couple of things, actually. First thing, before I go into the next bit, um, you'll see me on here a lot asking about, oh, can someone come on and help and stuff? And every now and then I might get somebody saying, yeah, I can come on, I can come on. But then when it comes to it, like, oh, do you reckon you can do this, pal? Like, oh, I'm a bit busy, mate. Let's try next time. Fair enough. But this time I put out a message on social media and the response has been massive. Honestly, I reckon about 25, 30, maybe even 35 people saying, yeah, I'll get involved. So you might see a few more people on Turfcast over the next weeks and months. Hopefully more people coming on the full-time show. You may have noticed we've brought the fan reaction back, which is good because the, the post-game show is just me and a few others getting there two or three minutes and having a bit of chat. But the fan reaction's good because if you if you want to come on, and there's not enough space on the full-time show, or we don't have enough time, so I don't really want the full-time show going over an hour. I think anything over an hour is a little bit much. Then you just send your things into the fan reaction. Um, and again, you get two, three minutes just to chat, give your thoughts on the game. Um, so if you are one of them that said you do want to get involved, and you, you may not have heard back from me yet, or you may have just heard a few bits on DM, don't worry, I'm still sorting it all out. The response was so big that I found it a little bit difficult. A little bit overwhelmed is the word I'm trying to say with it. Um, but I will respond to everybody soon, and hopefully by this time next week, we'll, we'll have set up some Twitter groups, WhatsApp groups, whatever, uh, and we can just go from there. So hopefully you see more uh, some some new faces on Turfcast over the next few weeks and months, starting with the full-time show after Wigan, because I'm going on the game, so I might have to do it Sunday morning. We'll see. I'm going to plan on doing it Saturday night, um, but then we'll, we'll see what time I get back and... Uh, and what state I'm in um, when we get back. So, uh, fingers crossed, the full-time show is on Saturday. If not, no, I'm done. Just do it Sunday morning around 9, 10 o'clock. And then stick it out as a podcast as usual. But one more thing I do want to chat about is a lot of people spoke to me um, about, uh, what's it called? Um, Fantasy Premier League. Oh, why aren't you doing a Turfcast Fantasy Premier League this season, Joe? And I'll tell you why. 
because I get a bit bored of it. I'm one of them people that logs in, does my team, after two or three weeks, I just don't log in again. And then I end up finishing like 60th out of 80. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, crap him. I mean, I am a little bit crap, but I'm not just doing it constantly because I can't, I can't, I forget. I can't do it every single week. Sometimes I'll just miss a deadline. Sometimes, you know, you know, things like that. So I've not done one for a couple of years now. Although I have done a draft one this year, which I do think is better. But it's not a Turfcast one before anyone asks. It's just one between me and my friends. Uh, but I'm already bottom. Um, so that's a good start. But the reason why I haven't done it is, like I said, is, is because I just constantly missing deadlines. You have to be constantly on it. But So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this new game. I'm going to bring it into Turfcast and we're going to start it in the next few weeks. But I'm going to try and get you all signed up. It's called Fanslide. That's the app there. I'll just quickly show you if you're watching on YouTube what it looks like when you open it again. So that's the logo. Before you download it, though, however, we do have a link. We do have a link where you sort of like a, I don't know what the word is, sort of like a, a, a link where if you click the link, we know that you've signed up through Burnley, uh, through Turfcast, and then you can come into our league tables and things like that. So before you do it, that, that's that's the app there, just to just to show you what it's called. There we go. It's fan slide. Um, it's free to play, as it says there, and it always will be free to play. Fanslide, now it does include a pay-to-play option, but you don't need to do that on Turfcast. Basically, what I'm trying to say to you is we will be having tables, they're called, on Fanslide, where you can play against me, play against other people in the Turfcast community. And what it is, it's a game where, say, for example, let's just have a look at the next few games on here. It's just asking me to verify my account, so I'll do that later. Um, but say, like, for example, say, like, Man United to play Man City, it's going to be on fan slide. What you do is you go into the game, so each game will have a table, and each sort of, like, people like me, I will have my own tables, and you can play against people all over the world, everyone who's on the app, or you can play against, sorry, and you can play against people in your table. Now, what it is, the aim of the game is to get as many points as possible. However, it's a little bit different to uh, FPL in the sense that you are playing on a weekly basis it's, and not the points don't carry over. So each table, you're starting afresh and that's what's good about it. So say, for example, you can't do one one week because you're out shopping with the missus or you know, you, you do it, you're doing dad stuff, for example, which is only the case for me. It doesn't matter. You can just miss that one out and do one again the next week. Now, what you do, you start off and you pick... Three players. So, say for example, if Man United are playing Man City, you know Man City are going to trounce them. So you'll you'll start off with probably three City players, or depending on how you how you want to play it. This is what I did last time. I I started off with three City players, three attacking City players, and I'm thinking City are going to get out them straight on straight away. And you get points for every little thing. So you get points for free kicks won, and you obviously drop points as well. But you get points for interceptions. You get points for things like that. Obviously goals. And you lose points for, say, like it, a foul committed. I had a few of them the other day. Uh, I can't remember which game I did now, but it, it was um, very interesting. I think I finished about, it wasn't that great. I think about 120th out of about 250. So it's, it's all right, but but it's it's really interesting because you're constantly picking and choosing. It's called fan slide because you can slide players in. So say, for example, if you see the pattern of the game changing, you think, oh, the Man United are on top here. You can just quickly slide out all the Man City players and quickly slide in some Man United players. So it's brilliant just to be able to, to do something while you're playing the game. Uh, sorry, while you're watching the game. So then you can play the game and then and then watch it on the TV. You can react to things that are happening. I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now, and I got in touch with the people that did it and said, "Is because I've I've noticed that people." Um, 
are, are doing sort of like tables. Do you remember George? I got on um, to chat about uh, Scott Twine a few weeks ago from the not the top twenty pod. I know they've got their own little table, so I got in touch and asked if we could have a table, and we can. So what I'm going to do is, if you're watching this on um, YouTube, there's going to be a link in the description. I want you to click that link, and then when you click that link, you're signing up through our code, and then you automatically get put into our table and if not i've got a code for that table as well but i do want you to click the link and sign up that way it just makes it all easier and what we're going to do as we get more and more people involved we'll play on turfcast tables and then the winners of these tables on certain games will get prizes but you'll you'll see which games they're going to be they're going to be the big games and what it and, and what it helps me do is i've not been able to do premier league watch alongs on this channel because we're not in the premier league anymore um, and this enables that I can do some watch along, say for the big games. People get saying to me, "Oh, why you don't why you do a watch along for for Man United and Man City?" And I'm always a bit like, "Well, it's it's not really Burnley branded, is it?" But I have noticed other Burnley channels are just doing watch alongs here and there for other things. But I don't want to overdo it. So what I will do is, when we get a big game like that, we'll create a turfcast table on there, and then we will do a watch along live, and then we can all just play together and do it that way and the winner will get like a, a Burnley shirt for example or something like that um obviously it would be the home shirt at the minute if I did it wouldn't it because we don't have, a, have an away shirt or a third shirt but I, I probably won't do it until them shirts are out so the link's in the description if you want to more, know more information just just google fan slide I think I've explained it pretty well though you start off with three players you, you, you pick your three players you're getting points for passes interceptions saves tackles all that sort of thing but you're losing points as well for misplaced passes fouls conceded you know, things like that. And obviously, if you concede a goal, if you've got defenders and things like that, you're losing points all the time. So it's one of them where you really need to keep on top of it. And it's good. That's what I enjoy. Like I say, sometimes you're watching the game on TV. You're just on your phone as well. So you might as well be doing something productive on your phone because you can play for cash, as we've said. Turfcast won't be doing that. We'll just be doing a free-to-play table because I don't want to encourage too much of that. But um, you will be able to win prizes. Uh, you will be able to win prizes. So sign up with the link. If you're listening on the podcast as well, I'll put the link in the description of our Twitter. I'll put it in our, in our Twitter handle so you, so you can go on there and just Google it. And uh, Sorry, uh, and search for it on there. And then we will be putting it in the uh, Twitter feed as well. So you'll see it appearing on the Twitter feed. We will advertise it on Twitter as well. Um, so, yeah, please, please click the link, download that, join the Turfcast table, uh, and then we'll go off on there. And hopefully we'll get a... a a decent number of people playing it and then the prizes will obviously be able to you know go to whoever deserves it rather than just five people playing and, and someone's got a bit lucky so hopefully we can get good numbers but anyway that's enough from me on that um as i've said i'm going to wigan this weekend i will be doing a match day vlog so if you see me give me a wave hopefully i'll try and get you in i did one for huddersfield and quite a lot of people were, oh, are you doing a vlog are you doing a vlog and i'm like i am I feel quite, you know, I feel, I feel recognised. Um, so I will be doing it for the Wigan game. I'm looking forward to it, though, you know. I've, I've, I've predicted, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a spoiler for, for the for the pre-game. So I have predicted a 1-1, simply because of the way we were against Blackpool. I feel like if a team's going to press us like Wigan are, um, or, or apparently are, um, then we may struggle. But um, it is what it is. I'm looking forward to it. 4,700 Burnley fans descending on the DW. It's going to be class. Um, I'm going with the Aki Clarets again. So I'm going to be having a few beers in Chorley, I think it is, beforehand. And then on to Wigan uh, and hopefully to the, 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 the nearby Wigan pub, which I'll... I'll, I'll um, I won't spoil for you. So here it is. Like I said, a Wigan fan's going to be on uh, as usual, as always the case with the pre-game show. Um, so yeah, here he is. 
Just like that, we are joined by Barrett from the Progress with Unity Wigan Athletic Podcast. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Weather's uh, taking a turn. It was sunny last time I did a podcast, nice and hot, and now it's freezing and raining, so I think we're pretty much knocking on the door of autumn. But um, talk to me about your season so far then, Wigan, because at the start of the season, you know, favourites to go down. How, how's that sort of panned out so far? Because... I'm not not really sure how well you've done off the top of my head, to be honest. I think I seem to have you started okay. Well, if you call undefeated okay, then you know yes, <laughs> but, <laughs> that is that's better than us. So yeah, we're four games in. Um, we are. Uh, we've um, drawn three and won one. We played Preston. We kicked off Preston at home, nil apiece. I think that was a, a diplomatic goalless draw. Um, we, we were slightly the better team and had slightly the better chances. And when you gauge that they're basically a mid-table championship club, it was quite, yeah. it, it, you know, it was it it was quite um, satisfying, to be honest with you. And it boded well for the coming season. Last season, I mean, you, you probably every, everybody will know the, um, the administration that we went through. I know it affected the club and we nearly lost the club. Um, last season, we had three players... In, in the summer, Liam Richardson had to do a massive recruitment drive. We brought in 17 players. Um, they gelled immediately, brought in the right characters. Um, and we ended the season as champions. And now I'd have taken mid-table. But there's something about this team. There's something about this the squad of players. And year managers and players and, and supporters talk about their club and how they're galvanised and they've got the strength. And it's a bit cliched. But... This is different. This is so different. I've never seen a, a, a group of players together to fight and die for each other. That visa, it's it's amazing. Now, whether again, a well publicised event last season was Charlie White's cardiac arrest, which took place in training, and it affected the team. You know, it was uh, it, it happened the day before we played Cambridge United away, and we went there and. It, it wasn't broadcast, nobody knew about it. And we was pretty rubbish in the first half and people were questioning what was going on. And then the second half, we went 2-0 down. The second half, we just galvanised and fought back and, and it was for Charlie. So we drew two apiece there. The following Saturday, we went to Plymouth and, and won 1-0 away against the team who we were flying out at the top of the table with us. Um, and, and it's that spirit in the team. So we've, we've, we drew with Preston Hill apiece. I thought we got an absolutely fantastic result down at Norwich. Um, yeah. that was, to be fair, though, we could have gone two goals up there and, and they want to come back from that. Uh, I was a bit disappointed with them. They weren't as good as what I thought they were going to be. Um, and then we got Bristol City at home, who first 20 minutes, they were sort of all over us. They took the lead and then we just came back into the game and we drew one apiece and we should have won that game. And then last Saturday, we were down at Birmingham uh, we got the most ridiculous red card after 10 minutes. Joe Bennett got sent off our left back. We had to reshape the team. But but that strength of character, that galvanisation that I was talking about, came into effect. And to be honest with you, we controlled the game from 10 minutes onwards and we won 1-0. Um, and it, again, another brilliant result. And I was talking to a Burnley fan uh, yesterday. He was on about your quality, saying you've got all this quality in the team. But one thing that we have, which I don't know if you have or not, you might you might say you do, we have the character, which sometimes grinds them points up, out for you. Now, yeah. 
you did say that at the start of the season were the favourites to go down. I I looked at a few betting um, uh, circles and we weren't the absolute favourites because everybody was picking Birmingham and Reading and then uh, yeah. Rotherham. And then there'd be a cluster of teams, your Rotherhams, your Blackpools, yourselves, them sort of yeah. teams. Yeah. So I, th- I think, um, anyway, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not favourites to go down at all. So I'm not having that. I'm not having that. This is fighting talk. Yeah, we've got... <laughs> We, are, I, I personally uh, picked us to finish about about sixteenth, and I'll yeah. be happy with that. But the way we started, I'll be honest with you, um, it might be a little bit higher up. Yeah, well, just looking at your results there, obviously you mentioned them. I think it does give a good gauge of obviously where you're at now. Um, a win at Birmingham, who were the what joint the favourites to go down alongside Reading and now are the favourites to go down. I'll just look at some of the odds now. You've got Birmingham, Rotherham, Reading, Huddersfield, who've had a very poor start, then yourselves. So you're still that fifth, sixth favourites to go down according to the bookies, then Blackpool, then Bristol City. I'm surprised to see Bristol City so far down. I actually thought that they were quite decent. Ignore that camera. There you go. It always unfreezes eventually. Um <laughs> So are you are you impressed with your start then? Obviously, you've said now you, you're thinking you might finish higher than 16th. I'm looking at them results and thinking, yeah, they're decent results. A, a victory at Nor- uh, sorry, a draw at Norwich is a good result. A victory at Birmingham, like I said, that gives a good gauge of maybe you are above that level. So are you impressed with the start that you've had? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, we don't concede a lot of goals. Um, and I think that's a strength to build on. And, and we are. We're very tight. We're very physical. We press. Um, and I think they're, they're a good... Uh, building blocks to what we're after this season is is that mid-table mediocrity if you know what i mean to to get to, yeah because we've, we've had nothing but promotions and relegations administrations and, and it's no good for the blood pressure so this season i <laughs> I, I think every wigan athletic supporter will will settle for me mid-table mediocrity perhaps a little flirtation with the lower reaches of the, of the playoffs but i don't for one moment think at this point in time that we that we would do that because Although we don't concede a lot of goals, we don't score a lot of goals. Also, we've only got three this season so far. Uh, and um, but but having said that, Nathan Broadhead, who we've got on loan from Everton, came on on Saturday and scored the goal. And what a finish! And he was at, at Sunderland last season in League One. Yeah. He, he only played twenty games for them because he he was having a few hamstring problems. But he scored ten goals in those twenty games, and I think only about only about eleven or twelve of those were starts. So he's coming off the bench, you know. He's, he's, I was really impressed with him when he came on on Saturday, um, and he links up with Charlie White. And Charlie White made his comeback last week um, from his cardiac arrest. That was his first game he came on as a as a seventy first minute substitute. So, and that was a lovely touch. And, and he made the goal for for Broadhead. He held the ball up and laid it off to him. Um, but yeah, I, I am impressed, and I don't. I've, I've not really uh, reassessed. If I'm being truthful, where we'll finish, I still think we'll finish lower mid-table, and I've been more than happy with that. Yep, fair enough. Let's talk about how you play. Then you've mentioned it there briefly. You've said you've got good work ethic, teamwork, and spirit, which kind of reminds me of Burnley under Sean Dash. Maybe not the quality in the Premier League, but as you said, you ground out the results through through work ethic, teamwork, and spirit. But you've also mentioned that you can be tight, you can be physical, and you can press very well. Now Burnley seems to have struggled with teams this season that are tight. 
Uh, we struggled to break teams down. Even Shrewsbury, you know, we had 86% possession. You know, you can have all the possession in the world. We had one shot on target. Apparently, the stats lie. There was another shot on target, but I haven't even seen it in the highlights because I didn't go on the game. Um, but then against Blackpool, they pressed us. You know, I don't know if you've seen the goals against Blackpool, uh, the the mistake from Jorich and the goalkeeper. Uh, sorry, the goalkeeper and Christian Cullen. Um, Josh Cullen, sorry. In the first half, uh, meant we lost the ball and they scored a, a, an easy an easy goal. So, do you think that's something that you can capitalise on? Maybe presses a little bit higher, steam sort of like your strikers into the goalkeeper. Then, when we have the ball, just sit back and be tight. Do you think we'll struggle to break you down? Uh, yeah, well, we play well. There's two formations we play. Mainly, it's a four across the back, uh, two two holding midfielders, and uh, three attacking midfielders, and a lone striker who's supported by the like the attacking midfielders. Uh, yeah. But we, the the fullbacks also have got license to get forward, and we're a very very fit side. If you look at the, our goals last season, the majority of our call goals came in the last ten minutes. You know, so we we keep going and going and going. And people, you know, people might say, "Well, they can't keep this work rate up for the full ninety minutes," but we were doing it, and we're doing it for ninety six and ninety seven minutes. You know, so I, I do think I do think we will pressure. Um, Josh McGuinness probably leading the line. Um, not everybody's favourite football player, but he's been he's been excellent for us. He's been excellent. He's not a, an out and out goal scorer, but what he will do, he'll get the ball and he'll hold it up. Will Keane has been. I, mean, I think he was on loan with you back in uh, about ten years ago. Was Will Keane? Was he at Burnley for a short time? I can't remember him being at Burnley. I do remember him scoring against Burnley for Preston. <laughs> if that's if that's the same guy. Um, obviously, Michael Keane's his cousin or his brother. Um, Michael yeah, Keane's his twin. His twin actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. So, yeah, it, it was, that's probably where you're getting mixed up. But no, just looking at his stats there, I didn't remember him. Man no. United, Wigan, QPR, Chef Wednesday, then Preston, which is where he scored against us. I remember him celebrating in front of the Jimmy Mack and I was fuming. But, um, right. yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not been to Burnley yet. Yeah, well, he's he's had a, a career of it's a mess where he's, he's got bags of potential, but he's never fulfilled it, mainly due to injuries. But he's been with us now. This is um, – he joined us – as we was in administration, he was one of the, our heroes who came and helped out. And then uh, at the end of the administration period, he signed a, a contract with us. Uh, and he's been an absolute revelation. He, he was the golden boot winner last season in League One. He's already scored this season. Um, and yeah, he's, he, he supports um, McGuinness up top. So he plays off him a little bit. Uh, but one thing he does do as well, he closes players down quite good. And then we've yeah. got Jason Clean on the left, who you know what he's like. He's very physical. He, he gets in your face. And we've got Callum Wang on the right, who's very similar. He's one of our academy products. So, yeah, we will be closing you down. But um, our two main men in midfield, Naylor and Power, sit in front of our back four, and the, the bodies are on the line. We've also got, I'll give you a tip here, we've got um, a, a young centre-half called Jack Watmore, who we got from, from Portsmouth. Absolutely outstanding player. He's destined to play in the Premier League. He, he never makes a tackle. He doesn't need to. He reads the game so well. He was nicknamed the League One Bobby Moore last season. <laughs> so, but we was all hoping that he, he'd continue his, his form in the, in the Championship, and he's been superb so far. There was one challenge. Well, it wasn't a challenge. He... Uh, Birmingham broke on on Saturday, and he he was the last man, and he just took the ball. I think it was uh, Matty and Scott Hogan who was breaking through. He just took the ball off him. I mean, yeah. and then laid a beautiful pass out. Superb defender, superb. Yeah, it's interesting though to listen to your style of play because obviously 
company and the lads will probably want you to press them because they will be confident enough that they can beat the press. But we've shown against Blackpool that mistakes can be made. And then obviously the game, we should have been out of sight against, but it should have been 3-0 at half-time and they're not coming back from that. Um, but unfortunately, of course, we gifted them a goal. Then they had their tails up in the second half. Um, but quite a lot of chances did come from us beating the press against Blackpool. So it'd be interesting to see if we can continue that or we continue the other side of it and, and maybe give a silly goal away. Um, but I'm interested as well in the physical side of it. So I'm not sure we've come up against a side that's that's quite physical yet. So I'm interested to see how we'll, we'll handle that. But that brings me on nicely to Burnley. I want, I want to get your thoughts on Burnley and this new look Burnley. Because, of course, we've been a similar style of team for so long. As we've just mentioned, tight, physical, work ethic, that sort of thing. And now we're completely different. New manager, new style of play. Led to a bit of criticism from our own fans, to be honest, because we give away such a silly goal against Blackpool. So immediately fans are 100 mile an hour. Oh, buddy, let's get him off. Rubbish, all that rot, all that lot. A lot of rubbish, by the way. You know, We've got to give it time. But what are your thoughts on what Burnley have, have done so far this summer and what they're trying to do under Vincent Company? Well... The first thing I noticed was you sign a lot of quality players. Uh, Scott Twine, for example, he's come from the uh, come from MK Dons, yeah. super player. I've seen him for two seasons. He played for Swindon, then he played for MK Dons. Always performed. Every time I've seen him play, he's performed. And then uh, Nathan Teller from Southampton. He's, yeah, he's Premier close. League, Premier League all over, isn't he? I mean, what a signing he is. So, uh, but going back to to, to the style of play, I mean. Um, Companies Belgium and Roberto Martinez is the manager of Belgium, and Roberto Martinez was manager of Wigan Athletic. Yes, correct. And we, we played that style of football, and from like a lump it, we, I mean, we had Paul Jewell, then we had Steve Bruce in charge yeah. of it, you know, so it was all action, thumping upfield, you know, that type of football. And suddenly we were playing possession and knocking it around between the goalkeeper and the fullback. And that's people, exactly what we're doing, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> Well, people are having kittens, but but yeah. it's, it's a long-term project. And to be honest with you, the best football I have ever seen played by Wigan Athletic was under Roberto Martinez. It was a choice. At times we looked like Barcelona, and other times we looked like Beach Hill Miners, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you said, when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But yeah. uh, if you've got the quality of players to, to pull it off, it's and possession, possession. I don't. I mean, people say, well, look at the stats, you know, possession doesn't win you anything, but... Inevitably, possession does win you win your games. And look at Barcelona, look at City. You can't you can't score without the ball. No, no. And if you've got the ball, the opposition aren't going to score unless yeah, exactly. like yeah, you give unless it away. Give it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I was to be honest with you at the start of the season because Sean Dyche went and that, that was a big shock to people outside of Burnley. So yeah, I thought big shock in Burnley. To be fair, yeah. even though you kind of look back at it and think maybe it was a correct decision because we nearly stayed up, ultimately we failed. Yeah, at the time it was just wow, what we're we doing. Yeah, well, I mean, it was proved wrong because you went down with them. You true. We could have stayed up, and then yeah, I, just, I don't think we'd have stayed up with him. I th I th we got within the last day of the season because of that, because of the bounce. I think it was just a new manager bounce more than anything. It wasn't because he. He wasn't there. It wasn't because of Mike Jackson. Looking back at it in hindsight, I just think it was the okay, he's gone now, new ideas, new things. You know, you get that new manager bounce, don't you? I think yeah. that ultimately got us to the to the last day of the season. But I think if it wasn't for that, we'd have been down beforehand. But either way, here we are. We'd have gone down anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. So so I thought, um, as happens with quite a few teams, I mean, you're either gonna be straight straight going straight back up or you're gonna struggle. Um, we've seen it when we struggled our second season in the championship. We got relegated. Sunderland did the you know the drop from the Premier League, drop drop into the championship. Huddersfield nearly went a couple of seasons back, and, and you see it. And I I was wondering whether 
this was going to happen to Burnley, and especially with like Vincent Company coming in, he's never played in the Championship. You know, he's not mm. managing the Championship. He's always been he's been at City and um, around Europe at the top clubs in in Europe. So you, you're wondering if if he's got the you know the I'm not saying the nose for it, but it's a different type of football, Championship football than 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 Premier League or even League One. It's it's it's, its own brand. So I was a bit a bit wondering whether you might actually bum this season and struggle. Um, but then I've seen you know Scott Twine's a fantastic player, Nathan Teller, brilliant. Ashley Burns is up to his old tricks. You know you've got Rodriguez back and you know then you're thinking, well, some of these lads have done it all before. So it, it, has he got a good blend going on? Um, I hope it's not on Saturday, but I do think I do think you'll start picking results up. I mean, you yeah, can't. I agree. You can't play like you did against Blackpool and Watford and Uddersfield and end up in the bottom bottom half of the table, can you? Yeah, you know you're mm. gonna you're gonna start murdering teams. We 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 keep referring to it as click day here on the hashtags. Like there's gonna be a day where we just click and someone will get pumped. There's gonna be a day where that. I, I, honestly, we'll tune up after 11 minutes against Blackpool, and I'm sitting there thinking, today's the day. Today's the day. And then we just give a silly goal away, and then we couldn't handle it. When we were under pressure in the second half, this is this is the way I look at Burnley at the minute. Going forward, when it's working, beautiful. Some great football scores, some great goals. Like you mentioned there, Teller. You mentioned there, Scott Twine. We haven't seen much of Scott Twine yet. He's been injured, and he's still injured for Saturday. He won't be involved on Saturday. But Ooh. you've got Taylor Harewood Bellis at centre-back as well. Fantastic defender. You've got Ian Markson, who's on loan from Chelsea, played for Coventry last season. All right, he's suspended because of his stupidity against Blackpool. But he's, he's a fantastic player as well. So there's a nice mix. And you mentioned Barnes as well there. I think he's pretty much past it, if I'm honest with you. I love him to bits, but I think he's past it. But you have got Jay, who's a good striker, and I think he will do well in the championship. Um, but you mentioned it earlier. You brought in 17 players in your League One season where you thought mid-table. You know, we've kind of done a similar thing. Not quite 17, but, you know, it's pushing it. I think it's 12-13 now, and there might be a few more coming in. You said you gelled immediately. Like, did it take a few games or did you gel immediately? I'm just asking for a friend here. I want, I want to know when it's going to click. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking here. Yeah, it gelled immediately, really. We, we played, we played, the first game of that season was away at Sunderland. And um, we actually hadn't got everybody fit and everybody signed by that stage. So it, it, it caught us on the up a little bit. But we still went 1-0 one, one up. And the only beaters were the dodgy penalty and, and, and a stupid uh, goal at the end, but never a penalty. Um, the next game, we played Rotherham, who was the favourites to go straight back up. And we ground out a proper result against them. You could see the spirit in the team was there. Yeah. Everybody was fighting for each other. And and it, from then on, we, we never looked back. We beat Rotherham one 0 But one thing, one thing in the recruitment which was very good. I mean, we brought back Max Power, who'd been with us before. We brought in James McLean, a previous Latics player. But we also brought in people they knew. So Max Power and Charlie White have both played together up at Sunderland. Tom Naylor and Jack Watmore have both played together at Portsmouth. You know, so we were bringing in people who were already had those bonds with each other. So I, I thought it was very clever recruiting. And it didn't take as long for them to uh, to gel as it, as it might have done. Because, I mean, we've all witnessed it, haven't we, when we have a big overall. And it, te- it takes, like, you're looking at October before the team starts settling down and playing. But, no, last season, it was immediate. But I think that was as much to do with clever clever recruitment as, as anything else. Yeah, fair enough. Obviously, look if if that were FIFA, you'd be looking at team chemistry, buying players that had already already played together. You're looking at the green lines, the green lines of team chemistry. Um, but let's look at the actual game itself, then, of course, because obviously we're playing this Saturday, three o'clock 
I'm going, so I will be there. Um, how do you think the game's going to go then? Because looking at what you've just said about your, you can be tight, you can be physical, you're going to press. I can tell you now it's going to be the same as pretty much every game we've had this season. We'll have 70% possession. We'll do about 400 passes around the back in the first, well, in the entire game, just going from Charlie Taylor to Harewood Bellis or whoever the two centre-halves are going to be. It might change a little bit due to suspensions and injuries this time. And then you'll try and press us and maybe hit us on the counter-attack. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Um, possibly. Um, we, we we don't mind conceding possession. That's one thing. We don't mind conceding possession. So, in every game we've played this season, the first 15 minutes, we've hardly had the ball. And we yeah. sort of give possession to the opposition, let them have it. And we've been comfortable just holding it out. Um and then we start to find our way into, into games and start to press. So that first 15 minutes, if you're over as like a rash, don't think, oh, this is it. You know, wait till you get to half an hour. Unless you're four goals up, of course, then you then yeah, you're I very much doubt that. Because we, we, we're not turning the possession into shots on target. That's the frustrating right. thing at the minute. Right. Well, just wait till, till 30 minutes have gone and see how the game's evolving at that stage. Because... We'll grow into it, and that's what we've we've been doing. That's what we did last season. That's what we do this season. I don't know if it's something to do with with uh, the, you know keeping the energy for the later stages of the game, but um, we seem yeah. to manage games fantastically. Well, we've got two great. Co- we've got Liam Richardson, who's absolutely brilliant, and uh, I think people will be knocking on the door from from higher up to try and coax him away. But we've also got Rob Kelly, who's been uh, you know around coaches coaching the Premier League uh, and we've got James Beattie as well as, as a coach so we've got highly rated uh, coaches in the backroom staff um, on Saturday when when the subs, when uh, the sending off went on 10 minutes they sat together for about three or four minutes with, with like a, a board working out how to change the formation before they made any substitutions and they don't panic and then they made the subs and then we sort of took hold of, hold of the game um, that's what they're like we I think I don't know if it's a case of us weighing you up. I mean, they'll, they know exactly what you're like and how you play because because they're brilliant coaches and they'll have had you watched. But it, it is something that that we don't mind doing, conceding possession early doors, and then we, we grow into the game. Um, yeah, so so I think that's uh, yeah, I think that on Saturday you, you might get a little bit excited uh, thinking, oh, this is the one, and uh, but don't get too excited as well out there. It'll be one of them. If if we've had all the ball in the first 30 minutes and done nothing with it again, I don't think many Burnley fans will be that excited because we'll have seen it five times already this season. So, yeah. Well, six if you include Shrewsbury. Um, so it'll be one of them where we're thinking, OK, here we go again. We need to actually do learn to do something with this possession. That's that's the thing that we're, we're struggling with at the minute. I mean, I don't know if you watched Tramia in Newcastle last night, and this is a bit of a niche example, but the goal that Tramia scored, the first goal, it was brilliant. Just one touch passes between the defenders. Someone makes a run over the top, bang, bowling, goal. We're doing it where we're getting the ball, taking two or three touches. Nobody's making the run. And then the team settled in to their shape. So we are struggling with it at the minute. We need to get quicker. We need to get faster. But it's a new team. So we are hoping that the more they play together, the more they'll, the more they'll be able to get that. Um, but let's get some predictions then. Um, I'll go first. I always, I always like to go first. Um, I've been predicting wins a lot. And, you know, there's not been a lot of wins. Um, but just looking at your start and looking at what you've said about how you can be physical, you can press and you can be tight, I think we'll struggle to break you down. So I'm, I'm going to go either a nil-nil or a 1-1. And I think 1-1, even, even that's probably a bit ambitious. If you are quite good at being tight, 
then I think we will struggle to break you down because we'll struggle to break most teams down apart from Blackpool this season. And even even then, the first goal we scored against Blackpool, great goal. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the goal, but it was a long-range effort. It wasn't a clear-cut chance. All right, after that, so it's it's a brilliant goal by Teller. I don't know if you've seen it, that the first goal, a brilliant finish. Yeah. But again, it, yeah. it's a long ball through the middle. It's none of this the style of play that we try to do. Um, but... Yeah, I think I'm going to go 1-1 because, because, like you said, you're going to suss us out in the first half an hour. You're going to try and watch us say, come on, come and break us down. And I don't think we'll have much chances for it. So, yeah, I think I think 1-1 or 0-0. All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a home win uh, because uh, I'd like us to get back-to-back wins. Uh, this is an opportunity. And we've got West Brom on Tuesday as well. So, and that's at home. That's at home. So, if we, if we yeah. can... You know, so we've got an opportunity to, to sort of make a statement in, in the championship. And, and I think that that's exactly what we'll try to do. Uh, we'll be physical. We'll be in your faces. Uh, if, you, if you don't like the battle, then, then you know, put the white flag up now because so, you're going to get one. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 home win. Uh, I think you will score. Uh, one thing that you've got in your team, I've noticed, well, we tell her, obviously, is, is, is pace. And one thing we lack at the back is pace. <laughs> so, interesting. so yeah, that's interesting. So if if you hit that long ball over the top, I think that's uh, you know you, you might catch it out. Um, but we do we do grind out results. So I'm going for a two one. That's interesting. That because I know what we'll do. We'll mess around with the ball, passing it. Goalkeeper, centre back, centre back, goalkeeper. We'll have eighty percent possession in the first half, and try and play it through you. Whereas your weakness seems to be that if we don't do that and we do a Taylor Harewood Bellis long ball by someone running over the top, then we might be able to expose you. Who knows? We might beat the press, get in behind the lines, and then expose your lack of pace that way. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, like I said earlier, I'm going, and the, the, the predictions one is only my last question, but I'm going to ask another one now because I'm going to this one. So, what's the best best pub to get to before game for away fans? Right. Well, um, as you, our ground's on a retail park. And yeah. uh, as you enter the re- retail park, there's a pub called the Red Robin, which is a is a way supporters pub. So you, you can go in there, and it's like one of these beefy to tap places where you can get two meals for a tenner or whatever, you know. Um, so that's where the away supporters uh, do tend to go for for your your uh, connoisseurs of fine ale who, who are not looking for bother. Uh, if they go into the town centre, there's a couple of uh, drinking halls in the town centre. Absolutely superb. Uh, the Anvil being one of them. It's an old brick pub, uh, real ale on the, in, in there. And then the other one is the Wigan Central, which is just at the side of the uh, train station. And it's about yeah. a 15 minute walk to the ground down the canal from there. Um, and that's very often that's a way supporters in it. Um, and it's very amiable and, and you know, good natured. Uh, and there's no idiots in there, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah. I, if, if you know, I'd, I'd pick either of those two pubs or um, the Red Robin on the retail park. Happy days. I might have a look at Red Robin on way in. I would go to the other two, but I'm going with a coach company called Accrington Claret, well, supporters club called Accrington Clarets, and I believe we're going to Chorley beforehand for a few beers and then going to the ground. Um, so we'll see. Um, but before we do wrap it all up, mate, let's just tell everyone where they can find you and all your podcasts. So if they want to get some Wigan content, they can go and get some Wigan content. Yeah, uh, we're at PWU Podcast on Twitter. That's at PWU Podcast. And we've just released our Burnley preview. And we had a guest on. I mean, I would have 
you know, had you on, but we'd already arranged this. <laughs> we'd already arranged with, with the guest, and he's your actual stadium announcer, Dominic Walker. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm aware of him. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's the guest, and he's quite good actually. He's quite good. And I, I tried to press him about uh, Sean Dash, but he he was very uh, diplomatic. He didn't want to say anything. Employee of the club, but as an employee of the club, you you won't get much out of employees of the clubs. That's why I do <laughs> tend to stay away from them. To be honest, yeah. I do like I do like a debate, so you, you won't get yeah. much out of a out of an employee but I am aware of him but yeah thank you very much for coming on mate it's, it's been a pleasure it's been a good chat it's been 28 minutes yeah. so far like I said earlier it should be 15-20 minutes it always goes over if the chat's good so that's a good sign that the chat will go but thanks for coming on mate I appreciate no it and good luck for the season yeah same to you and uh, look forward to coming up to Tuff Moor for the return so we'll, we'll speak then we'll get yeah, you on definitely, mate. all right cheers for that He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.